Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. It's your host, Diego, and your co-host, Chris Jones. What is going on, everybody? Um, it's been a while. Uh, we uh, took a little bit of a, of a vacation here, we should say. Um, as obviously Christmas and the New Year's holidays world around. And, uh, of course, you know, with, with uh, COVID going rampant in Europe and a lot of games being postponed, it figured, you know, it would be best for us to to wait until the new year. Uh, but with that said, happy new year, Chris. How are you feeling tonight? Tired. Tired. Yeah. New, yep. new year's kicking my butt so far. Oh, I hear you on that. I absolutely hear you on that. Uh, well, with that said, like we like we said earlier, it's a happy new year. It's a new beginning. New, uh, new opportunities lying for us ahead of 2022. And if you're following us on Twitter, you may have noticed that we also have a new logo unveiled today. So um, new year, bigger energy, but we're back, as we said earlier today on Twitter. Um, With that, Yellow Card Podcast is presented to you by the Couch Guy Sports Network and sponsored by our guys over at Shocked Energy and Exogun. If you need energy, like Chris seems to need some energy right now, uh, you're definitely heading over to shockedenergy.com and using that code CGSN right now for 10% off the order and getting that order shipped directly to your front door. But if you're tired like me and could use a massage, you're heading over to exogon.com and using the code CGS10 for a massage at a moment's notice. You can just relax, lay on the couch, watch any other team rather than Manchester United, which we'll get into that very soon. Uh, relax and have the power percussion therapy at the palm of your hands. That's right. Exogon CGS 10. Make sure to use that code and get yourself taken care of and get the year started on the right foot. But with that said, we're going to, we're going to get into premier league and a little bit of the January transfer window too, because it seems like there's some moves happening here. Um, there's far more moves to to happen as the January transfer window goes on for, for a little while. Um, but I'm going to let Chris lead the way here. Like, I'll, I'll let you start with whatever you want to get started on. Me? I'm in charge? Ooh. You're in charge. Large and in charge. Is... Large? Me? <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, let's do Premier League. Let's just start okay. with the Premier League. Uh, what specifically in the Premier League do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the standing so far? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Okay. So from bottom to top or top to bottom? Surprise us. Right. So we'll go from the bottom to the top. Get it? We're climbing to the top. Climbing to the top. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're already with your corniness. Let's go. Love it. One of these episodes. Content, baby. It's what we do. So sitting currently at the bottom of the table is Norwich at 2-4-13. and 13, 10 yep. points in the Premier League. Uh, tied for 18th is Burnley and Newcastle. Um, <clears throat> both with 11 points. I believe Newcastle's 1-8-10 and, and Burnley's 1-8-8. Yep. Yep. Um, and 17th, just avoiding relegation at the moment, is Watford at 13 points. With a four one and thirteen record, um, and sixteenth it's Leeds United at four seven and eight, nineteen points. 
Um, 15th is Everton at 19 points as well, 5.9. Uh, then you got Southampton, 4.9 and 6, 21 points. Uh, Aston Villa in 13th, uh, 7-1 and 11 with 22 points. Brentford, the surprise of – actually, I shouldn't say the surprise of the Premier League so far because I think there's a team that's a little higher up that's a little bit more surprising. Yeah. But Brentford, 6-5 uh, and 8, 23 points. Um, Crystal Palace in 11th, 23 points, also at 5-8 and 7. Uh, you got Leicester City in 10th at 7-4 seven, and 7, 25 points. Brighton in 9th, definitely a surprise this season with 27 points, 6-9 uh, and 4 on the record this year. Wolverhampton at 8. Eight, four, and seven with 28 points on the year. Seventh is Diego's Manchester United Red Devils, nine, four, and six, uh, 31 points on the season. In six, we have Tottenham at 10, three, and five, 33 points on the season. Fifth, we have West Ham, uh, 10, four, and six, uh, 34 points this season. Arsenal, uh, 11, two, and seven, 35 points on the season. Liverpool in third, 12, six, and two, uh, 42 points on the season. In second, we have Chelsea. 12, 7, and 2, uh, 43 points in the season. And they're doing it again, Diego. Manchester City sitting on top, 17, 2, and 2, 53 points on the season. Yes, sir. Um, real quick, I mean, are we surprised by Man City being 10 points ahead again? No. No, I mean, you know, that's a team that's got a, a lot of mega talents going on uh, coming off of the offseason. Having gotten somebody like Jack Grealish that finally seems to get uh, his strides going with the team, um, that was certainly forthcoming. Um, I think the bigger surprise here is, you know, if you're looking at just the top three, the bigger surprise here is the latest downfall in Chelsea. Uh, it was a team that was, you know, going full steam ahead at the beginning of the season, uh, started in a really, really good manner. In fact, probably one of the most feared teams at the beginning of the season. But as the season has progressed, um, we're, we're seeing a lot of fallout happening too, um, including, including the latest headlines, which um, include their forward um, signing of Romelu Lukaku, who suggested that he wants out of the team and wants to return to Inter Milan, um, which I, I don't know what this man is thinking. I don't know what mindset he's rolling into, but trying to trying to convince a locker room that Thomas Tuchel is just not the guy for this team is just ridiculous. When the season previous to that, you know, you went ahead and won and won a title with a guy that basically turned your season around in less than five games. Uh, and it has undoubtedly probably the third most feared team in the world right now. Uh, but yeah, this is what, this is what happens when players get their ego going and they, um, uh, and they believe that they're better than the club, that the, the club is too small for them, too small a fit for them. Um, I, I'm, I'm really not surprised in Lukaku and the way that he's acting right now at Chelsea. Uh, it kind of became the manner that he tried to work uh, and become in Manchester United, and it didn't fly very well with Manchester United. That's why he was let go to wherever he wanted to go after that. Uh, same thing happened with Zlatan Ibrahimovic when he tried to get that personality going, you know, they say bye-bye to him. Uh, at Chelsea, I don't know. I, I think that the way Tuchel is handling it right now is the correct manner, you know, realizing that it is too much of a big scandal for his club to undertake when right now they need to turn the season around and continue to uh, to bring that dominance that they had 
going for them at the beginning of the season. So I, I think he's handling it correctly. Uh, but I think what Lukaku is doing for his career is just absolutely damaging at this point. Yeah, I mean, so why don't we just 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 go on Chelsea for a little bit here? Like you said, I yeah. mean, um, as of today, Thiago Silva has extended his Chelsea contract, which is very good. Um, you know, they're, they look like they're set to lose – uh, a guy like Antonio Rudiger in the transfer window. Um, there's been talks that um, Andreas Christensen could also go. And then um, <clears throat> their, their captain as well as, as Puketa could also go. As, did I say that right? As yeah. It's close enough. Um, could also be on the move as well. I mean, they're looking at. Um, Oh, goodness. Um, Theo Hernandez out of AC Milan, but uh-huh. there's not real uh, no real threat behind it. But, I mean, another guy that they've been linked to is Usman Dembele. He's been looking to leave Barcelona. That could be a good fit for them as well. They just need to get some pieces out in order to get the team that Tuchel needs to move forward. I mean yeah. – uh, like a guy like Timo Werner looks like he could be on his way out. There are a bunch of guys that look like they could be on their way out um, from Chelsea. And this is, again, a team, like you said, just coming off of a Champions League title. Um, this team moving forward, they need to figure out what works for them. And right now with all these issues in the locker room, you just don't know moving forward what um, this team generally needs. I think realistically, I mean, they've been hit hard with COVID. You know, they have to cover for Chilwell. Um, Conte and uh, Marcos Alonso, you know, they, they're, I feel like they're losing guys left and right. Chelsea just needs to do what they need to do to take that next step forward. Absolutely. But moving ahead of the table uh, altogether, Liverpool started to look really good. I mean, they recently uh, tied two to two with a Chelsea that was basically at full strength. They had all of their key pieces while Liverpool relied on their backup goalie. Uh, it had to rely on some other additional uh, options there. But even the backup goalie, Callagher, did it impressively versus Chelsea, tying 2-2. Two to two. He was he was a bust parked in front of that net. There, there was nothing getting through that guy. So congratulations to Liverpool on having a reliable backup goalie when, whenever Allison is out. Um, Arsenal, real quick, managed, have managed to basically turn their season around, now 11-2-7. Uh, it was a rocky start to their season, but it looks like Arteta has got their man uh, walking on a fine line, and they seem to um, to be firing off in all cylinders. So if you're an Arsenal fan right now, you should be very, very happy. This is the best that this team has looked uh, in over in over three years, maybe four. Now, I have a question for that Oregon, Arsenal team. Since Arsenal, you know, since Wenger left. I have a question for that Arsenal team. Yeah. Do they try and go for a guy like Coutinho? No. In the transfer window? No, absolutely what should not. This, what should this team look for in the transfer window? At this transfer window, the only headache that they really need to move away from is Pierre-Emerick Pierre um, Aubameyang. It's clear that after what's been going on in that locker room with him and the way that uh, he's basically treated the culture that's trying to be set at this club um, – in order for Arteta to continue to be successful with this Arsenal team, Aubameyang needs to be let go. He needs to move on to a new horizon. 
Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, you want to get you want to get something in return for Aubameyang. Like, obviously, that's a key player um, for you. But I think right now, you know, if you're just looking for a solution based move, you get rid of Aubameyang and wait until the summer to buy some key pieces. But if you're looking to replace immediately, um, I don't know. I mean, there there seems to be some good options coming out at this January transfer window. Uh, I just can't think of any um, any potential rumors, to be honest with you. So besides a bombing, you you know you're gonna look to um... actually. You know what? You know who who they could go after. Who um, who Arsenal could go after? Who? Oh. This is a heavily undermined player, but somebody who they could really go for and potentially become the steal of the January transfer window. And that is no other than Renato Sanchez. The Portuguese was insane during the, um, during the uh, European conference, you know, the, the tournament that was going on, the international European tournament that was going on. He was, he looked really, really good, very reliable uh, it's somebody who's been heavily disregarded, but frankly, I think he he can be a a very good threat for them down the down the midfield, um, allowing actually for somebody like Martin Odegaard to move forward, and that would be the way that you could replace Pierre uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. No, Sanchez was um, was banged up a little bit at the start of the season. I can't remember if he if he's back in full health. But I like believe he's back case, in full health. Because if that if that's the case, he's he should be on the list of a bunch of teams in the Premier League because he yeah. can definitely be a big time factor um, at that position. I think with them right now, they're trying to get uh, Gabriel Martinelli to fit that center forward role, and he just hasn't done it yet. Um, one team that's been linked to Pierre Emerick Aubameyang has been uh, has been Newcastle. Yep. Um, with uh, a loan in January, with the view to. Um, a summer transfer officially with the club. So that could be a thing for this Arsenal team. Um, it looks like we have, they're losing. Um, it looks like Alexander Lacazette could also be leaving. It looks like they're losing Maitland Niles. Like they got a couple guys that are leaving and they have to kind of fill the void in. And there are some key little spots here. Like with Everton sliding down the table, do you think, they try and make a move on a guy like Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Like, absolutely. What are, yeah. What are, absolutely. That's what are that's one move that, that I was Arsenal, thinking as well. What are these things that like Arsenal can do to make this team better? Like, could you get like Douglas Luiz from Aston Villa? Like, is there like a chance for anything like that? Like these these clubs that are kind of in the middle of the pack and they need to make a move in order to maybe get better. You take advantage of that as a team in the top top four I mean, right now. So so here's a potential dark horse trade that could happen as well. I think Antonio Conte is trying to figure out a lot of pieces right now at Tottenham. And mm-hmm. he's trying really, really hard to build a conference with somebody like Deli Ali. But I think at this point, it's been far too late in the game. So could a change of scenery and a change of mindset and culture for somebody like Deli Ali be of potential if he was to move to Arsenal? Because if he moves to Arsenal, then that allows for a 4-3-3 formation where Arsenal would look like, you know, Ramsdale, obviously, Net, Tomiyasu, White, 
Gabriel, Tierney, back four. You could have Ali, Shaka, Odegaard in the front three. And you have Zaka, Smith Rowe. And if they manage to work out a deal with Lacassette, obviously they keep Lacassette. But if not, then, you know, if they get a striker like Dominic Calvert Lewin or um, hell, even Anthony Marshall could be linked to to Arsenal. That's a that's a team that looks pretty decent to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, so Arsenal can go in one of two different directions. They can continue what they're doing, but they need to get someone that can come in and and take that uh, center forward yeah. striker position for them. I mean, and they could also go. They could also go for Eddie uh, uh, Katia. They could go for for Eddie Katia. He just he's he's leaving for somewhere too. I I thought I just read. No, I mean there, there's a lot of potential suit, and they're um, believed are also rumored with Brazilian uh, striker, um, uh, other Brazilian, other uh, Brazilian league, uh, Gabriel. I forgot his last name. Um, they call him Gabi Gol in Brazil. I just forgot his Brazilian last name. Um. I'm trying to think. Another guy that they probably could bring in that I feel like Artaro would absolutely love is that kid from um, the Swedish league, uh, Alexander Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's 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 a guy I feel like could come in and just step in for them. But they they're gonna need to make moves because the um, Premier League table, as we speak, West Ham is a solid team. They're going to continue to be better. Tottenham's been looking good in form with Antonio Conte. United's going to look to shake some things up in the transfer, January transfer window as well. You can get into them in a couple minutes, but like the, like we have some potential for a transfer window to be very, very good. Now, real quick, just to backtrack on Liverpool, where Liverpool looks like they're going to try and bolster their offense, whether it's bringing in a guy like Jared Bowen, whether it's um, listening to most a lot and paying for Earl and Holland, whether it's um, what I believe Jurgen Klopp is very high about that's bringing Eden Hazard, which I don't agree with personally, but it's something like that to bolster that 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 group of, of forwards. I think is a move that we could see them be them making as well. Um, like I think that kid Kelleher has the potential to be the next um, Liverpool goaltender once Allison is all said and done with the with the club. So. I don't think they need to go anywhere there. I just think moving forward, then they're going to have to try and bolster that attack force a little bit. And then I think they'll try and get like a center mid mm-hmm. in the transfer window. But let's, let's talk Tottenham. Let's talk Tottenham. What does Tottenham need to do? Who does Tottenham need to go for in order to have a, a successful January transfer? Window? Because for me, I just, I think January would be great for them to splash, but I think if Antonio Conti's the guy for them, I think the summertime is when they're going to – we'll see that giant shakeup. I think we see minuscule things, but I guarantee you in, like, the summertime, the Harry Kane situation will be all, will be all said and done. He'll be off on a new team. If that's the case, who are you bringing in for a striker for them? Because I have, like, two names I can think of. But to be, to be frankly honest with you, though, so I think that there is potential to do some generator transfer window moves. Just some minor, not minor moves, but moves that could shake up that roster a little bit. It could bring some intensity. So, for example, in the midfield, 
mentioned earlier about Dele Alli, right? Who's a good replacement for him? Somebody like Isco from Real Madrid could be a phenomenal upgrade for that midfield. Um, somebody who's heavily underutilized um, and that could actually be a creator in that midfield for them. Uh, in the January transfer window too, I mean, I know that I know that Conte is a big fan of Inter Milan's um, youngster Nicolo Barella, so wouldn't be surprised if he if he was to get linked to uh, to a move there. Just wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, but other than that, for January transfer window moves, I don't see them making any others. I do agree with you. The summer would be when they are most intense. You know, they could. They could go for a striker like Lorenzo Insigne. I was um, just I was gonna bring him up as, as their big guy in the summer. They could bring uh they could make a move with Barcelona where they could bring somebody like Langlet into their into their backfield, into the center, um, into the center back. Um potentially they could make a move for Adama Traore from Wolves. Um, I know Conte has been eyeing him for quite a while, and Adama's coming off the bench often for Wolves. Um, this is a guy that That's could another be another name, man. Just, there's so many names that are linked in the transfer window, like that could be a, a game changer. And you just and, wait and to for see the wing, them do it for the wing for Tottenham. He would be a phenomenal fit there. Um, he would bring that physicality that's been missing in that team for quite a while now. So. You know who's a name I've been hearing a bunch about? These top teams uh, have been looking at him, and we haven't mentioned him yet. It's Rafina from Leeds. I feel like each of yeah. the top four teams are, have been linked to this guy. Where, where, <clears throat> where could you see Rafinha ending up if he moves? Honestly, if he moves, I don't see him being in the top four team. I see him going somewhere like Aston Villa, maybe even Leicester City. I think I know. this. I think this season. The only reason why I say that is because this season has really decreased this value overall. Being in a team like Leeds that has struggled to even get past five wins, um, shouldn't be saying anything else additional to that, especially with my Manchester United being nine, four, and six. But with a Leeds United that was very dominant last season this season they have kind of wavered off very fast um so i i'd be concerned that his value has heavily decreased and therefore why we're not seeing as much interest in him as as we're as we're used to um that's the only that's the only reason why i could see that i just i'm just curious to see what the English Premier League is going to look like come the end of the January transfer window. Because yeah. I, I just think there's going to be so many different moves that could happen. Like, what are moves you want United to do? Like, that's a, that's a, a, a big topic right now. I mean, I got to be honest with you. For United, there's a lot of moves that need to be made, but there's only so much you can do until the culture and everything else about United is fully embraced. Because you have now a manager who's looking to bring in a new mindset and a new style of play of, you know, high press attack and whatnot. If we're really being honest with how United has played as a reason, that's not high press. That's more like depressing watching them play. 
secondary to that, I think we have too many egos in that locker room that could literally just leave like now. Uh, I know that United already has made some moves. Like Axel Tuanseve is going on a loan over to Napoli, if I'm not mistaken, for this um, for this January transfer window. Which good for him. He's somebody that could really utilize that um, that experience in Napoli and then develop further to come back into the Premier League. He's I think he's a phenomenal talent that just has gone heavily underutilized. But then you look at players like. Jesse Lingard, who's been linked with a uh, severe move to Newcastle, where they're looking, you know, to pay him big bucks and build a team around him. Anthony Marshall is more than likely to go this generation transfer window. He's been rumored with Sevilla and a couple other Italian teams, even with uh, with his previous uh, French team, uh, Lyon, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, one one of the two. Um, so you look at, you know, you're looking at Tuan Seve, Lingard. Um, Marshall, you're looking at Dean Henderson, you're going to have to unload him. That guy is just a phenomenal ta- talent, wrote, uh, you know, rotten away in that bench. Uh, you got to figure out what to do with Donnie Vandebeek. You know, you got to figure out uh, is it time to move on from Juan Mata as well? That's another great talent that's just sitting there on a on a roster, just taking up space for no reason. Um Got to figure out what to do about your center back position because that center back is still an issue. If Maguire is out, they have Lindelof and, and Varane, which have a decent chemistry. But when Varane goes down, is when we're in serious trouble. Um, today, for example, we utilized Phil Jones and Varane, and actually, they both look good. Phil Jones actually looked really, really good. I think he was probably the most outstanding player out of the whole United squad this afternoon. Um, you know, you, you're looking at various moves to be made, but most importantly, you really need to make a move in that center defensive mid position. And I think this is the transfer window where you make that move. And I think a name that has been heavily linked to Manchester United, even more so in the past 48 hours, has been Declan Rice from West Ham. And I think you can make a, you can make a move considering that West Ham, once again, wants to have Jesse Lingard why not switch piece for piece? Send Jesse Lingard over there, equivalent value to Declan Rice. Call it even. Just call it even. There, there was one move that I saw. Um, it's just like kind of like a rumor for United, but I mean, <laughs> if if you guys could manage to to swap this out, it would be probably one of the the best moves of all time by anything Manchester United has ever done. And that's getting rid of Anthony Marshall for a guy like Usman Dembele. I don't want that. I really don't want that move at all because Usman Dembele is very injury prone. And in fact, if you're going to pay somebody like Usman Dembele to just stay in the in the bench, you might as well go ahead and pay the clause to have a striker that's fully developing and a lot of heavy brass teams are paying attention to him. People like Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Juventus, uh, Dortmund, like this guy is getting a lot of attention worldwide. And his name is Julian Alvarez from River Plate in Argentina. That is somebody who you definitely pay the money for, bring up, develop here. And at 21 years old, that's a, that's a jackpot. That's like developing another Marcus Rashford internally. Um, so I'd be, I'd be all in on that. Um, there's rumors too. 
that if Cavani definitely decides to leave this month, even though, you know, Rangnick already mentioned the importance of having Edison Cavani, um, I probably wouldn't be opposed against a swoop deal with Mauro Icardi coming to, to United. Uh, that's a that's a decent move that somebody who is a, a decent striker can be utilized. And frankly, he makes a very good fit. Um, I think obviously, you know, thinking just thinking overall on this January transfer window, I think the bigger rumor is obviously, you know, what's going to happen with Erling Haaland. And frankly, I just don't see him leaving this January transfer window. I think he's going to wait until the summer, wait it out, choose his options from there and then move on. Oh man, I I just think there's so much more we could talk about. Yeah, but I, I mean, feel, I feel like I feel like we would legit just get like distracted and talk for like three plus no, hours about it. No, I mean, real quick. Obviously, you know, the surprises so far this this season have been Leicester City. Um, an example, you know, that's a team that you're used to seeing in top five to top six, maybe even top ten. I mean, currently they are in the top ten, but still struggling somewhere in between the lines. Um, a positive surprise has been Crystal Palace, who has looked decent as of late, 5, 8, and 7, probably their best season so far since uh, Patrick Vieira took over. Um, Everton is a concern, obviously, 5, 4, and 9. They could slip under um, unless they make some really, really good moves in this January transfer window. Um, but I think overall, you know, the main concern in this whole entire Premier League right now is just whatever's going on with Manchester United. And uh, clearly, Ollie was not the concern. I think the concern is just deeper than that. And, and I've been saying that for quite a while. I think it's ownership. I think it's egos in that locker room. And I think it's a lack of culture being set. Um, we don't We don't really have that. And that's why... That's why right now where we are who we are, you know, we're we're literally the Antonio Brown on this whole entire Premier League. We're we're lost in space without some sort of direction. Do you think a guy like Paul Pogba could be moved in Transorno? Oh, absolutely. He's probably gonna get moved. Um, I would hate to see that happen because I think when Rennick had him in his plans, I think the way that he had him, you know, structured was set for success, but picking up that injury and, and everything else in between just doesn't, doesn't help, man. doesn't really help at all. And um, the concerns will, will just continue to come through. It, it sucks to admit it, but um, you know, people, people all over Twitter want to blame about, you know, Ronaldo coming to United and maybe creating the wrong culture and whatnot. If you are a true United fan and you have checked out, Every single one of these games, Ronaldo is probably the very least of your concerns right now. And if it wasn't for Ronaldo, United probably wouldn't even be in seventh place right now. We'd probably be in 12th, if we're being honest. Uh, it's just, frankly, you know, United United players have gotten in their way of their own success. Their own egos are too heavily stroked. Um, you know, that's why a manager like Somebody who has been incredibly successful, like Jose Mourinho, failed at United. Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, somebody who was basically returning this team to the dreamland, got sacked because, you know, the team decided to turn their back on him. And somebody who's heavily respected, like Ralph Rennick, is struggling. 
to put this team back in pace. And it's not like Rennick is just some little coach because when Durgan Club and Thomas Tuchel are telling you, be very afraid that this guy's coming to the Premier League, you, you should be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just, again, there's so many things that can happen. So many teams could get better in this situation. I'm more so curious about the teams that are still in the Champions League and how they, how they shape up because I still like United's chances in a tournament like that. Um, especially with Ragnick as their as their manager, um, but they need to get the pieces that they that he needs, and th- that will be a big big test to what we see in the transfer window. But for games coming up next week, um, we have or two weeks. This, this is how little I'm looking forward to the rest of the season that I don't even pay attention to the rest of the league for the, for, for for games. So they don't they're off this week because it's the FA Cup. We'll dive into that a little bit. Um, but the following after that, you have City and Chelsea. That's on Saturday the 15th, which is mm-hmm. a, a, a good matchup. Um, you have Aston Villa and Man United, you have Tottenham and Arsenal, which is a good one. You have Liverpool and Brentford. Um round two, right? United, huh? That's round two, right, for Liverpool with Brentford? Uh, yes, they already played Brentford this season. Yeah. Um, they played Brentford back in... Oh, fuck, I think was it was it? towards the beginning of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, it was. I'm just trying to think. Hold on. No, I have to look. Excuse me. They played them back in... Uh, September and it was a three-three draw. <clears throat> United was up. Uh, Brentford was up one nothing. Liverpool scored. It was one-one at the half. Then Salah scored in the, in the second half. Then uh, Janelle scored, and then Kershaw scored four minutes later. And Yon uh, Wiese scored. But that was also at Brentford, so that's a, it's a different mindset there. But no, the the schedule coming up is, is it's pretty good. I like I like the slate of games that are coming up, um, but you know we have to. Everybody has to do what they need to do. They need to keep getting the points because if City's just going to keep winning, then it's just going to go slowly, 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 and then they're winning their their what fifth title in six years. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's. So the third round of the FA Cup takes place this weekend into on Monday. Yep. Um, so some of the matchups here are meh. Um, you know, like City's playing, Man City's playing Swindon Town. Um, you got Crystal Palace playing Millwall. Uh, like Leicester City and Watford will be a good one. Yeah. Um, I think. Swans here in Southampton has the potential to be a good one. You know, Wolves, West- and, Sheff- Wolves you also- and Sheffield United. Yeah, you also got West Brom and Brighton. That's a really good matchup too. Yeah, West Ham and Leeds. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously United and Aston Villa, which is the big one. Yeah. On, on Monday, the 10th. So a week from the time that we're recording. What are we thinking? Who Who is the one team from the Premier League? 
that you see not moving on to the next round of the FA Cup? Leeds United. They have a match against West Ham. That's gonna that's an incredibly hard match. Okay. What else? Who else? Who say? Um I don't see Watford moving on to the next run either. And I think Huddersfield is going to surprise Burnley. That'd be an interesting one. Um, I have, let's see. I'm looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. Um, I think Swansea is going to be Southampton. Oh, that's another one. She- yeah, I like I that think one Sheff- too. I think Sheffield has a chance to be Wolves. And then... Um, I don't know. I just have a strange feeling that Nottingham Forest is going to give Arsenal a run to their money. I like that. But that's the third round of the FA Cup. The fourth round happens later this month uh, as they go from 32 to 16, I believe, or 64 to 32, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Right? I'm trying to think. Uh... Because I think there's 32 games happening. Am I mistaken? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 20, 30, 32. Yep. So 64 to 32. Uh, after that, and then we'll have the final 16 for the FA Cup by the end of the month. Um Let's just bold prediction. Who who's winning the FA Cup? Let's 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 get a bold take. Or <laughs> F, FA Cup as of January third, twenty twenty two. That way we can we can look at it and see how wrong we were. All right, we won a wild take, right? Yep. Manchester United's only trophy this year. It's a wild one. Ready for this? I'm gonna have a little bit of faith. Ready for this? Give me West Ham United. I'm going to take West Ham to win this. I like it. I'm going to have faith. I think West Ham's going to win this. I like it. All right. Uh, let's see. What else? I'm looking at our notes. I don't see much else that we had to discuss. Um, any, any final thoughts before we conclude episode 65, 75? I don't, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore, man. I just want a genie in a bottle to help fucking Manchester United at this point because not even Jesus can help them. Uh, you heard it first, folks. Um, yeah, I mean, so again, like Diego said earlier in the show, we have a new logo, which yes, sir. you will you will very much see. Um, that will be our new logo from now on. So the fourth round will – actually, the fourth round will take place Saturday, February 5th. So we got a little ways to go, um, but you know, everything, everything's coming into play. You know, we got um, <clears throat> Champions League's coming soon again, another month or so. Um, but we have some serious potential here in these matchups. I think um, the Champions League matchups, the FA Cup, 
Um, you have um, EPL matchups for the month of January look very good. Like we have a good a good slate here for the next month that'll get us into Champions League in, in February. Um, so you're not going to want to miss it. Trust me when I tell you. But from Diego and myself, make sure you're following us on Twitter uh, at Podcast Card. Make sure you're yes, uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify. Give us a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Also, give the video a like. Um, trust me when I tell you we have some content coming. And, boy, you're going to want to stay tuned because uh, if, if it's going to go as good as I think it's going to go, we're going up, baby. That's right. But until then, episode 66 will be next week. Thank you all for tuning in. And as uh, Mr. Jones said, find us on Twitter at Podcast Card. See you guys very soon.